Hi, this is Paul Clifford, and today we're about growth hacks, and I want to give you 10 growth hacks that really, really work. Watch this. So this list of growth hacks comes from Thomas Trance, who's the CEO of a company called Blossom.io. And, you know, I've taken his ideas, I've expanded it some, which is relative to my audience. Um, but I think these things really, really work. So let's start with number one. And the first one is all about positioning. Okay. And, you know, essentially this is one of the hardest things to really understand, but one of the most important things to get right. And it's all about, you know, your why, your reason for being, you know, what you are all about, or what your company is about. And the type of questions you need to be asking yourself is, you know, what is your reason um, for being? How are you going to make an impact, you know, on your customer's world? How are you, uh, you know, going to change things? What things do you hate? Um, how are you going to change your customers' lives? What do you actually stand for? And, you know, a lot of this thinking comes from a chap called Simon Sinek, who did a, an amazing TED talk, and it's all about finding your why. Okay. And uh, if you get that right, you get that drive uh, and understanding right and communicate that to your customers, then you'll find you'll get an amazing, you know, fan base. Now, to give you an example, you know, my reason for being you know, for here is that I want to create, you know, the biggest community of successful entrepreneurs. Okay. So this is why I'm driving huge amounts of content, you know, out to my fan base because I want to help them, you know, in any way I can. And, you know, that's, that's my purpose and that's what I really, really want to do. Okay. So, you know, get that right. It's, it's the reason why uh, people buy Apple, for example, over something else. Apple didn't always have the best technology. Okay. Um, but people would still buy them and people buy all their other products as well. Okay. But it's because they've got this ethos, you know, they've got this reason uh, and it's purest design, however you interpret it, you know, they've got that mastered. Okay. So, and you can do that too. So number two, content marketing. Now content marketing is, you know, really what's behind um, most of the successful companies out there right now. You know, look at Kiss Metrics. Look at uh, Neil Patel, who's really driving that that message. Um, content marketing is all about producing edu educational content out into your audience. Okay, and the more educated they feel, um, then they're going to come back and they're going to buy your product. You know, it's not an overnight win. It's, it takes some time. And let me give you five tips on getting your content marketing strategy right. First of all, you know, make uh, every post focused on just one topic, okay, one purpose and make it educational. Number two is know your audience or, or persona, as you call it in the uh, content marketing circles. You know, your persona, you need to know who you're writing to, what sort of person they are, okay, so that your writing style or your communication style tweaked and tailored to how they are going to understand it. Number three, a title. You know, use an engaging title. Make sure uh, that people are going to click on it. Use the tricks like, you know, the top three bits, ten strategies, three quick wins. You can see these examples there. Some good sources for looking at different titles that really, really work are people like BuzzFeed, Upworthy. You know, they're masters at this type of stuff. So, you know, have, study some of their content and you'll start to get an understanding of how to actually put that together. 
Okay, number four is the engaging image. Use an engaging image to really capture people, to make them read further you know, into the post. And by engaging image, don't use an image that's so obvious, all right, so that's directly related to the content, you know, abstract it. So use an abstract image, something quirky, something a bit different, something to make people think, well, how's that image connected to that content? And then they make the connection, all right? Um, never, ever use stock images, all right? Um, you know, you do need to think out of the box there, but, you know, it makes all the difference. Number five is put a call to action on every post. So people are, you know, imagine they're engaged with your content. They're coming to the end. And they're thinking, so, you know, what do I do now? All right. So if you don't have that call to action, you know, get them to subscribe, um, you know, get them to do something, even click buy, whatever it is. Okay. Make sure you have a call to action for every single post. Okay. So that's content marketing. Now the next thing, third thing, okay. In growth strategies is reuse your content. And the reason you do that is because every piece of content you create has to be amazing. And, you know, James Shramko has this, you know, analogy where he uses a, a bottle of wine called Grange. And Grange is like the, the, the best wine that Penfolds, you know, produce. And, you know, the reason he uses that analogy is he, he's basically saying that every piece of content that you put out there has to be your best. And it has to be like, you know, the, the best bottle of wine because, you know, over time it matures and it will last for a long, long time and keep drawing, you know, customers and visits, you know, into your site. So that's great. Okay. So we know we've got to create amazing content, but amazing content takes a lot of time. So because it takes an amount of a lot of time, how can, you, how can you maximize it? And you maximize it by repurposing and reusing your content elsewhere. So from your initial article, your initial white paper or whatever it is, then you repurpose that, you know, into, you know, SlideShare, into, you know, maybe ask some questions on Quora, make sure there's a PDF available, publish that on PDF sites, um, make sure you've got an email, maybe a podcast, maybe a video podcast, uh, you know, you have your YouTube channel, okay, tweet it, put it on Facebook, all those other things, but they're all connected to the source content, you know, the really good piece of content that you've put out. So, you know, me talking to you right now is a video, um, but this video will turn into a podcast, a video podcast, a blog post, a PDF. It will go into lots of different ways and mediums of communicating, you know, to my audience. Okay, number four, landing page conversions. Okay, focus heavily on optimizing every visitor that comes to your landing page. Okay, you need to know the metrics, you need to know where they're coming from, and you need to be split testing your landing pages so you can measure the conversions and obviously improve them. Now, if you uh, listen to an interview I did with Lars Lofgren from Kissmetrics the other day, then, you know, you, you'll know that you know, he's the growth manager for Kissmetrics. And, you know, since November to uh, like February, so what's that, four months, you know, he doubled, he doubled the conversion rate of his homepage. Okay, so basically, that's like doubling his customers, all right, and it's all down to understanding the metrics, you know, that was his focus, uh, obviously, a lot of split testing involved, but it makes a massive difference, you know, to the company. So really do focus on your landing page conversions. Now, number five is capture the lead, okay? So in marketing, we're all used to this. It's like the first thing that you're, you're kind of trained on. In marketing 101 is, you know, everything's about getting the, the, the lead, building a list. Um, in the software startup world, 
you know, a lot of people are so focused on the software, making the software amazing, you know, they're forgetting about the leads, okay? And basically, you've got to do everything you can to capture leads. Every visit that comes to your site, you've got to convert into a lead so that you can remarket to them, um, you know, further down the line. Because, you know, remember that they're not going to buy straight away. So you need to keep selling to them all the way through. So you need lead capture in the header, in the sidebar, in the footer, pop-up, you know, whatever you know, works for you, just make sure you're actually doing it. Okay, six is the drip campaign, okay? So your autoresponder sequence. So once you've got that lead, make sure that they go into a sequence so that they can continually be reminded about your product and educated about your product and obviously pre-sold and sold about what your offer is. Okay, number seven, social proof. Um, if you've got testimonials, use it, push it. You know, um, essentially create case studies. Um, everything you can to push social proof out to the visitors that have been to your site. Okay, it's so, so important. And, the, and what you've got to think about is the whole buyer life cycle. You know, no one buys on their first visit to their site. Okay, they go through you know, different stages. So they go, they start off with awareness, then they go into like real interest and they become a prospect, you know, and then they're almost about to buy, then they buy, okay, and then eventually they become your evangelist. But at all those different stages, especially just before buying, what they're looking for is social proof. They're looking for, you know, evidence that other people are having success with your product. So make sure that you, you, you gather that and use it and push it out to your prospects. Okay, number eight is customer retained revenue. Okay, so you know, essentially this is all about um, making sure that once your customers click that buy button, that they become an evangelist at the end. And the first place to do that is their onboarding process. Okay, so as they come into you know your product, you got to make sure that they get that warm and fuzzy feeling. You know when they come on board into your product, that they feel good about their purchase. All right, so you need to really invest time to ensure that it's really slick, um, polished. They're getting answers straight away. You know your support needs to be really focused on new customers. Um, everything to get that user adopted and using your system. You know, if I buy Kissmetrics, I know I get a phone call the next day from someone, you know, saying, "How are you? Go How's it going? Did you get everything you need? You know, and offering free training, everything like that." Okay, um, because they know that it takes time. You know, it's a brand new application, and it takes time for you to get invested. Okay, um, and you know, with someone following up. And, and dealing with you directly, then, you know, of course you're going to buy into that. Okay. And not everyone can do that. Not everyone can afford, you know, an inside sales team. But what you can do is focus on your onboarding process. There's a great site uh, called useronboard.com. And, um, you know, you should look at that for examples of how and how not to do it. And of course, you know, once you've got them uh, on board, then, you know, work out how to, you know, uh, extend it okay okay work out you know once you've got them there how do you actually increase revenue how can you increase uh the retention or lower churn you know however you want to turn that okay number nine is annual payments okay so cash flow is the lifeblood of any business and in SaaS you rely on monthly but you know make sure you've got an annual option available to you okay or available to them because you know the, if you can get them to pay annually in advance and give them a discount for doing that then you're getting a cash in 
you know, right at the front, which is where you need it. Okay. Uh, number 10 is increase awareness. Okay. So use your customers as your evangelists, as your referral partners, get them to refer other people, give them an incentive to do that. The Dropbox case is, you know, the perfect example there. 22 Social, who I met the other day, what they do is they give you a free, you know, a free license if you refer three paying customers, okay? So imagine what that's doing to their growth. It's really, really working, okay? Um, so, you know, focus on, you know, increasing the awareness um, of, you know, your market using your customers. Okay, so, you know, that was 10, I think, highly effective growth hacks that you can implement in your business. So um, what I'd like you to do is leave a message or leave a comment on the blog at disruptware.com. Let us know your growth hacks or let us know what you thought you know, of this video post. And um, I think you'll find that really, really useful. So this is Paul Clifford from Disruptware. Thanks for watching.